What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Comics and Kaijus. I am joined by the one, the sexy, Cameron Miller. How you doing? Sup, motherfucker? How's it hanging, man? Uh, it's, it's going great. It's going great. I am your host, uh, Quarter J, or Matthew Sterling. And uh, let's get into this slice of life, man. How you been? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, super late podcast tonight, 2 o'clock in the morning. We're not going to talk about it, all right? Yeah, just <laughs> um, uh, life's been pretty good, uh, taking it slow. I just started going back to work. Congratulations. Uh, uh, yes, my boss just called me back in. Uh, just went there the other day for orientation. Um, nice, nice. Back, so that'll be nice. Start making some fucking bread. Hey, that's all. Well, that's what we're here for, man. Right? Oh yeah. So, uh, my life's been about you know the same, just working. Oh my god, I've been working. <laughs> I think my last my last actual day off was like two, maybe three weeks ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I had to make it up by opening one store at eight a.m. on Saturday. And working until close at another store until like 11 p.m. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that sucked. And that was what I paid to have that one day off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, let's get down to business, man. Uh, the movie that we watched uh, this week for this episode is Pacific Rim. And I really did enjoy this one. Uh, we talked about this a little bit at the end of the last episode, how yes. I really wanted to talk about this movie because I, I really did enjoy this movie. I, I just love it. It has an all-star cast, uh, just all around a great movie. It's, it's very fucking entertaining. It's very good. Well, I'll, I'll let you uh, lead off with who it's directed by. Ah, yes. It's directed by the great Guillermo del Toro. Uh, many of you guys know him uh, as the director of Hellboy. Um and Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, he's a great director. Uh, he also produced this film as well. Um, and he he has a lot of passion for kaiju films. Um, he was inspired by them when he was a kid growing up. Um, he constantly talks about it um, in like interviews. He mentions uh, watching War of the Gargantuas, which we might uh, review and talk about at a later date. Uh, that was the big film for him. Um, he is, he clearly has a lot of passion for this because he was always on set and he had, he was always hands on, uh, in the behind the scenes, uh, videos. Uh, he, he puts a lot of detail into the destruction scenes in this film. You mm -hmm. see, it's not like with some movies where it's kind of just like the monsters are the spectacle. It's also you have to take into account the destruction. That's also what a lot of people come for. Um, so like when you see monsters uh, picking up uh, like shipping crates and mm -hmm. they crush them, you see like the, uh, the items that were in it fall out, like bicycles, cars, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, if you slow it down, you can see it, um, but it adds to that extra depth uh, in the cinematography. Um, also, what I loved about this film is there's a lot of clear day scenes, um, mostly for the flashback scene. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you you definitely you see the monsters in their full glory. Oh, you do. Um, it doesn't try to hide them with shadows or storms no, no. or darkness. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to show anything, which is cool. But then again, we're also talking about a time in which we have really good CGI that can show it off beautifully. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they they also it's a very colorful film as well, especially um, later on in the film with the uh, fight scene in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all the neon lights and it's super bright and colorful and. It's very, very pleasing to the eye, mm-hmm. uh, which I fucking love. All right, well, uh, I'll bring it around to uh, the main cast and crew. You got Charlie Hunnam, who plays the main character in this, and I'm not going to try and remember who he plays in Sons of Anarchy. I know it's the main character. I never really mm-hmm. watched it, never got into it. But uh, just so you know who that guy is, it's Charlie Hunnam. He plays Beckett? That was his name? Yeah, in it's... Uh, Rayleigh Beckett, I yeah. think that's how you say. And then um, uh, he's followed by uh, Idris Elba, who awesome. is quite the it. big name, especially lately. And yes. he's played in quite a few movies recently, like uh, the new Fast and the Furious, the Hobbs and Shaw uh, spinoff mm-hmm. movie. And I-, I think he's a really good actor. I've liked all the movies that I've really seen him in so far. Yeah. And you also have Ron Perlman, who kind of plays as just one of the other pilots. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I personally am a big fan of Ron Perlman. I loved the first two Hellboy movies. I thought they were mm-hmm. phenomenal. We might eventually talk about those later on. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, um, that'd be cool to talk about. I mean, it, like I said, it just really has an all-star cast. Like they just they chose great, and they weren't afraid to cut into their budget to do so. No, 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 definitely. Um. I think everybody, all all the cast members, they have great roles. They they play the characters mm-hmm. to their full potential. They have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, each character is memorable. Um, oh, they really are. They're like which, none of them are two dimensional, and it's so no, great. no, which is which is good to see with a kaiju film because most people mm-hmm. go there to see the giant monsters and see. Yeah, but you're also talking about a movie that kind of crosses over a little bit into Gundam a little bit, just with, like, the pilots and stuff, you know? Yeah, this movie, I think it takes a lot of inspiration from Neon Genesis, uh, Evangelion. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what that is. Not going to lie. Yeah, it was a <laughs> old, it's an older anime. Um, basically, it's like a uh, post-apocalyptic, well, not really post-apocalyptic, but uh, there are these pilots that control these giant robots well mm-hmm. i was robots, thinking about power they're, they're rangers kind of too, sort though, of living but... creatures at the same time i'm not going to get into that whole fucking thing yeah uh, <laughs> uh i'll have a bunch of fucking neo genesis fans up my ass about that yeah um, no for sure of course i don't want to play i don't want to <laughs> you don't want to trigger someone no no hell no they'll be like oh my god how are you gonna call yourself a fan <laughs> no um but it's it's definitely inspired by that mm-hmm. um the whole pilot thing, controlling robots. It's the end, near the end of the world situation, um, and they have to fight giant monsters. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, back to the cast. Uh, I personally love Hannibal Chow, I think, the most out of this, mm-hmm. which is played by Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like this crazy 
kaiju body part collector guy. Mm-hmm. He works in the black market. Um, I fucking love his character. He's so badass. Yeah, um, he's so cool. <laughs> got these nice like gold oh, boots. His yeah, dress shoes. They're fucking awesome. Um, I love the uh, the way he dresses and everything. He he's got these like eccentric clothes and. I mean, it's kind of he's like a stereotypical arms dealer or some shit. Yeah, he's kind of he kind, it's kind of got like a like a gangster pimp vibe sort of. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, let's go on to cinematography. Um, let's go into a bit uh, more detail on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you have this because. You know yeah. a lot more about these movies than I do. <laughs> yeah, so the cinematography, um, like I said prior, um, very colorful, very pleasing to the eye. Um, the fight scenes, they're not like shrouded in like complete darkness mm-hmm. and covered in like rain and shadows and shit like the uh, the newer Godzilla films are. I'm sorry, but like it's just the truth. It's also um, 2013. Yeah, this is this, this is one year prior to Godzilla 2014. Um, Don't hate me, but I haven't watched it yet. Nah, that's cool. No, they they should have taken lessons from this film. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, which because which sucks is like in those Godzilla films, they're mm-hmm. always like in like complete darkness, or it's in a thunderstorm, or a blizzard, yeah. or it's dusty as fuck, and they don't show the monsters like in their full glory yeah which, like, i kind of got for the first godzilla because they wanted to keep him like they wanted to build it up um but in the second mo- movie they show more of the monsters but they're still like covered in darkness and rain and it kind of makes me angry um because pacific rim proves it can be done oh yeah um, for sure and like even years before oh yeah there's there's older films that proved that it can be done Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the CGI is bad. Um, the CGI in this film is very good. It's very fucking good. Mm-hmm. Especially um, for being in 2013. Like, yeah, uh, they show a lot of detail. Um, mm-hmm. There's small, there's small things that if you watch the film a couple times, you'll pick it up. When you're watching it, like for a first run through, you don't really notice it. Um, but it's things like seeing all the the little lights like the spotlights on the robot or the jaeger um like i said earlier small items uh like bikes cars and other stuff falling out of the shipping containers when mm-hmm. they get crushed um and you see all like the damage from like prior fights on the uh the jaeger and there's like pinup art on it, and you oh see yeah, all... I love the uh, World War II inspired pinup art all over them. By the way, like yeah, uh, yeah, the... it just adds so much. The main, uh, the main Jaeger Gypsy Danger is heavily inspired by World War II uh, nose art and tail art mm-hmm. on like uh, bombers from that era. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you have like the pinup girl on it. It's pretty cool. Um, just the whole design, it's very clunky, mm-hmm. uh, very heavy look. Well, there's a giant robot, but yeah, <laughs> um, it, it just looks 
what's the word I'm looking for? It looks more, I guess, old. Because mm -hmm. uh, compared to the other robots that you see later on in the film that Gypsy Danger fights along with, they're newer models. Man, they actually talk about a bit of a feud between the pilots because some of them believe the digital ones are better, while yeah, the it, main character, along with Idris Elba, believe the analog ones are. Yeah, the nuclear analog ones, mm -hmm. um, uh, which plays a, a pivotal ro role. Oh, yeah, especially in the ending, which we're not going to spoil. Yeah. Granted, this movie was back in 2013. Yeah, this is like... <laughs> Quite a few years old, but and if you're uh, watching this, I hope you've seen this movie because it's fucking great. It's so good. It's so good. It's very entertaining. Um, it makes you feel like a little kid again. It that's really does. Best, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, Real quick, I wanted to, I want to actually like describe the very first time I watched this movie. All right. All right. So, uh, I used to live in Texas with my dad, and mm -hmm. 2013, I was like 12 at the time. So me and my dad, uh, we lived like 30, maybe 40 minutes away from an actual drive-in movie theater. <laughs> like you, you straight up, you drive up in your car, you pay the ticket or whatever, yeah. pull up to the parking spot. They have a huge ass screen. There's a concession stand in the middle of everything. And you just watch mm -hmm. and like you tune to the radio station to get the audio and like, it was just so great because we hated going to the movie theater because we had a drive-in, like, just 40 minutes away, which was about how far the actual, like, the nearest good movie theater was. Mm -hmm. So we always preferred to go to the drive-in because it was just cheaper. It was great. So, like, yeah. we, we all piled in my dad's uh, pickup truck, and it was me, my dad, and my little brother. And Pacific Rim was actually the second movie, I believe, that was listed. So we had to watch all of the first movie and then watch the second movie. Because <laughs> you know, drive-ins did that. You paid for a screen, yeah. and you got to watch yeah. both movies. But uh, it's so beautiful. I hope that place never gets shut down. Like it's amazing. So many memories yeah. from there. But uh, my first time watching it, I was like twelve years old. Mm -hmm. I, I saw trailers for it, and I was like, "Dad, we gotta watch it." Like twelve-year-old me was hyped about all the Transformers movies. So like, I was already into the robots fighting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because right at that time was the golden age of the Transformers movies. I'm talking with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Dad, we got to watch this. They're fighting giant Japanese monsters. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, hell yeah. And that, that was the first time I watched it. It was just chilling at the fucking drive-in movie theater, which I really wanted to mention because it's a nice slice of Americana that's fading out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this movie when I was 13. Um this it basically fed my craving appetite for Godzilla movies. Mm -hmm. I was really hyped for the upcoming Godzilla movie in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, so this this held held me off for a while <laughs> uh, until that movie came out, um, and it was a damn good movie to hold. Like. Oh, it, it, it really it was. was. Good movie. And like we were looking at the reviews earlier, and like a lot of them were yeah. giving like six out of ten or seventy yeah. percent. And I'm like, it's like, it's I'm like, like bro, <laughs> tomato. And I'm this like, was dude. easily like an eighty-five or a ninety it, for me. <laughs> it's easily like an eighty, eighty-five percent. Like, yeah, it's a good, it's a very entertaining. And, movie. and I'm not even like really huge on kaiju movies. Like I, I've really, 
I really only knew surface level stuff until we started this podcast. Yeah. And like, it, it's so great that I just want to mention, it's so great that I'm working with somebody who just has a burning passion for Kaiju because it, it's kind of helping me get into the role, you know? You're going to make me cry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I got the comic side covered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to fucking do that without you. Nah, bro. It's fine. Yeah. I just grew um, up on this shit. It was my passion. <laughs> yeah, same here with the whole kaiju thing. So, um, let's talk about how it blew its budget away with its box office alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, budget of 180 million. Um, There's nothing to scoff at. No, 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 no. Destroys with a 411 million box office. That's just box office. We're not counting DVD, Blu ray. No. Nothing. We're counting box office. <laughs> Which is usually what, like opening weekend and then a couple weeks after? Yeah. 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 Um, the, the, it blew the water out with box office alone. This was a very, very big movie uh, when it came out. And it, I, I believe it also opened the eyes of a lot of mm -hmm. uh, Western audiences in terms of the appeal of kaiju films. I mean, yeah, because before this, all you had was like the really old Godzilla movies and then yeah. uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, which yeah, the, is the closest the, you really got. The last, well, the, the latest Godzilla movie at the time was back in 2004 with Godzilla Final Wars. Um, and that never really got any like, uh, like good attention any attention over here because it's not really it's not really a thing over here the whole mm -hmm. kaiju uh but with these these recent american made films it's starting to open up the eyes of uh, western audiences that hey these they're pretty fucking cool yeah um and it's making it's making kaiju uh movies cool mm -hmm. um because i remember back in you know elementary school middle school especially middle school and high school i i did not talk about godzilla a lot in middle school and high school Understandable. I, I got made fun of for it because they're like oh bad effects cheesy dubbing you know shitty stupid why are you watching that it's stupid um but it was always something i fucking loved since i was a kid um mm -hmm. so it, i kind of like lost my passion for it in high school um, which sucks, because um, I, I guarantee you, if I wasn't like bullied because of it, I would be like, you know, like I'd be still, I, I'm still into it, like super into it, but like mm -hmm. it'd be like on a whole another level. Um, if if we're gonna take a like a quick uh, mental health awareness break, real quick, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not I'm not making fun of you at all. I promise. Uh, no, 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 no. I actually I had a really pleasant high school experience with uh, being a nerd because like, mm -hmm. you know, I was huge into the comic books and stuff like that. And uh, at the same time, it it, it kind of helped make me like popular and everybody liked to talk to me about this type of stuff. And, you mm -hmm. know, like even even chicks, they were like, oh, my God, you're like passionate about something that's not muscle cars. And I'm like, oh, I like yeah. those two. <laughs> Which also, I believe, I think around... Like, like when we, we when we were in high school, the co whole comic book thing started to become popular because especially Marvel with the MCU, yeah, 
yeah and that started what make it popular and people started mm-hmm. we were like oh you know this ain't it's not nerdy anymore you know and it's i'm like commonplace. Okay. like it's <laughs> Like okay, whatever. Like knowing like, who Iron Man is just cool, became commonplace you know, instead of being like yeah, yeah. an actual like thing that was really cool to know, you know. Yeah, um, God, Godzilla movies, kaiju films in general, mm-hmm. it's it's nowhere near as like popular as Marvel is for sure. Um, I don't think it ever will be. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, kind of sucks. Uh, because I I do believe these kind of films deserve more attention. Oh, they do. Like, so far, bro, uh, I was really skeptical about watching the first Godzilla movie, but it mm-hmm. turned out so good. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of, most people, when they, when, when you talk to them about, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a Godzilla fan, I love these giant monster movies, they usually think of the 60s and 70s Godzilla films where it's super cheesy, really shitty dubbing yeah um, really goofy and they don't like nobody really remembers like the first film which was super serious super dark mm-hmm. um had a message in it um and I, I i think more people need to see these kinds of films especially i always recommend watching the first godzilla film mm-hmm. um if you start if you want to like see these films and start to get into it i always recommend starting with the first one but at the same time, we do have to take into consideration that there are people out there that prefer video quality over actual storytelling. That's so true, too. That's we true do too. have to take that into consideration. No, it's the yeah, same no. people that will not play the PlayStation 2 because there's a PlayStation 4. Yeah. And uh, politely, burn in hell. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. PlayStation is the best console ever made. I have my PlayStation 2 hooked up to my 4K TV in my living room. Like, Fuck yeah. Fight me, bro. <laughs> um... <laughs> Granted, nah, it is definitely know. not reaching 4K, but still. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's no, so I many have my pixels. hookup to an old CRT television. <laughs> so many pixels. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, uh, I don't know where to go from, from here. Uh, well, let's talk about what your favorite scene was. Okay. Um, God damn it. <laughs> there you there's there's a lot um do you want me to lead off with this yeah sure you go you go first so this movie you know being mostly about the big robots fighting from the robots point of Mm -hmm. view from like a third camera that's showing them just fight and shit like that you know like a third person camera you know so my favorite scene i'm not even gonna lie is uh when they're showing mako's flashback to when she was a kid and she saw Idris Elba's Jaeger fighting the monster. Okay. It was, it was all from little kid Herb's point of view. And like the world's just yeah, destroying right. around her and she's just carrying her shoe. Mm. Like I, I just thought that was beautiful cinematography, beautiful CGI and yeah, beautiful because it, it showed total contrast to the rest of the movie by just showing yeah. it from a little kid's point of view. That and also there's like a color difference. Like most Everything except her is really grayed color. out. Yeah, it really Very is grayed out. And she's got a blue dress on. And it's almost and as if her shoe was like highlighted too. Yeah, she's wearing a she she's holding her bright rose red shoe, mm-hmm. and it singles her out, and it looks really nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just all around a great scene. And then you get to see Idris Elba and how he like adopts her because her family died during it and stuff. 
Yeah. Or at least it heavily implies yeah. that he adopts her. I'm going to say he adopts her. <laughs> I I think he does adopt her. Adopts her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, either that or he just takes her under his wing. Because mm-hmm. um, she has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And he is very protective of her like a father by objecting to her becoming a pilot, for one. Yeah. Yeah, he's very protective. Mm-hmm. So what um, was your favorite very... scene? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, so my favorite scene... Fuck. Um, it's a t- I'm going to say it's a tie between... Because I really loved the opening fight scene. Uh, the first fight scene between uh, Gypsy Danger and the knife head kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was such a great scene. Um, it was very, very like almost sus- sort of suspenseful because there's a part where they think he, the, the kaiju's dead mm-hmm. and it's dark and all they really have to see is like the, the, the Jaeger's spotlights mm-hmm. and he's looking around and they don't know where it is and then it just Boom! They turn around and it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you—that's when you see uh, Riley's uh, brother get killed, mm-hmm. um, and it shows how that affects him. And I, I do real quick. I do love that they touched on the fact that like he was still connected mentally with his brother whenever he died. Yeah. So he felt him die. And yeah. He felt the pain. He felt everything. Yeah, and it shows why. Like, because he changes completely. He's not as, like, energetic as he was. He's a lot um, more cautious. He's a lot more cautious, and he's a lot more serious He's now. still headstrong, but he's, he's a lot more cautious yeah. with it. Yeah, he's, he's not as ballsy as he... Well, he's sort of ballsy in some scenes, but... <laughs> he definitely is. Not <laughs> he's not like, let's just go head for her head he first. He doesn't lose and, any of his courage, but he does, like, get some valuable insight. Yeah. Um... And then my other favorite scene is the fight between the two kaiju in Hong Kong mm-hmm. with uh, the Russian Jaeger and the Chinese Jaeger. Mm. Yeah, the tag and team that they have there. Yeah, and they get they just get fucked up. <laughs> um, I do like the Chinese Jaeger because it's it's uh, three brothers. Yeah, it felt very inspired. By so it like, has three arms, and mm-hmm. it has like there's like these uh, saw blades on the ends. It's mm-hmm. badass. Um, but they, they basically just fucking kill them off in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really get to do any damage. But the fight scene with the with Otachi and Gypsy Danger that's badass. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's. There's a lot of kaiju blood in that. There's the, a lot of kaiju blood in this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, just talking specifically the scene, mm-hmm. like, he rips out the, uh, the tongue and blood's just fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then he cuts the tail off. Well, no, he cuts him in half. Um, the tail breaks off. Uh, yeah. That's those are my two favorite scenes. I can understand that. So, uh, who's your favorite character? My favorite character probably has to be 
it's going to be a tie between the uh, two nerdy characters. Mm. The two scientists. I'm not even going to try to remember their names, but I know one of them plays in well. uh, um, It's but, Always Sunny or whatever. Yeah. The, 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 I think he's British. I can't tell. It's a weird accent. No, I think he's... I think he's just a fucking Eastern American. Like I it's think that's all weird. there is. I it's think he's so, an East Coast so accent. It's weird, but um, <laughs> I love I love the uh, the relationship that they have with each other. The one's really like serious and oh yeah, and the other like, one's got like ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's like super like eccentric, and mm. he's like, oh, I would have like drift with a kaiju brain and they're like what the fuck's wrong with you yeah like i said a bit adhd <laughs> yeah um but he doesn't defining a very key element to the story though through that yeah they uh he plays a pivotal role um and he he stops the uh the jaegers from continuing on a mission because they would have mm-hmm. fucked up and died um, so I would have to say my favorite character was uh, definitely Charlie Hunnam's character. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that's the main character. Like I get no, that, no. but he was just a really likable main character, and he had his flaws. Like we're talking about a time where the main characters in a lot of movies and stuff didn't get portrayed as having a lot of flaws, other than mm-hmm. maybe just having a big ego. Yeah, but this guy, like he straight up had his flaws. Like he did not want to step back into being a pilot. Uh, he, he felt guilt over his brother's death. Like, you could tell he had PTSD, you know? Yeah. Like, just all, all sorts. Like, he had all sorts of flaws. And he powered through them all. And I, I just feel like it, it, his story itself is just inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, down to the, the final bit of this. Uh, right. Rating and final thoughts. Rating. Um... I know we solid, touched on this a minute ago. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid eight out of ten. Um, like I said, I I give it a nine out of ten. Like I really enjoyed yeah. it. This probably not even gonna lie, the best kaiju movie I've seen. Granted, that's <laughs> not really, right. that's not really a high number right now, <laughs> so that might change. But yeah. I, I did just really enjoy this movie. It was it was just fun. Like even if you don't want to pay attention to the story, it's just fun to watch. It's very fun. Um, the reason why I gave it an eight is it's very fun. Um, it's easy to watch, mm-hmm. but if you're looking for like a plot-driven, like heavily plot-driven story, it's really not. <laughs> it's it's not really that. Um, it's kind of your basic. You fight monster because monster destroys. We're being you. invaded. We gotta <laughs> stop them. It's that's how it is. We there yeah. we're being invaded. We don't know how to stop them. And that's our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just fight monsters and fuck shit up. That's what it is. Um, so that's why I gave it an eight. Um, can, is it? I can watch this movie any day, though. Um, that's, oh, yeah. I, I it's, definitely it's could. Watch. Um, but of course, uh, you could watch this movie every day with that uh, shirtless Charlie Hunnam scene where you get to see his juicy nipples. Oh, hell <laughs> <laughs> that really gets you going, doesn't it, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um 
Yeah, You're like, just, let's pop this bad boy in. Let me get my lotion. <laughs> All right. No, see, that, that scene. Mom, though. stay out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know how to knock? <laughs> knock first, mom. Dude, Jesus. Knock first, count to three, then come in if I don't answer. <laughs> if I answer and it's frantic, you better just walk away. Because <laughs> oh, I'm already embarrassed and you don't want to join me. <laughs> oh my god, we just let this conversation just go fuck. Oh, oh my fucking god. Uh, <laughs> you sick bastard. Oh my god. Cameron Miller over there is like, oh, the kaijus aren't the main attraction of this one. Fuck off. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, I can't even continue the episode, seriously. <laughs> you fucked it up for me. <laughs> I'm glad I'm having that I was trying to have right. a nice calm composure and you're talking about the main character's fucking titties, bro. <laughs> Hey, I'm just trying to get you the good visual, all right? Crazy, <laughs> but not too good. All right, we still got the rest of the podcast to do. You know, you know. save yeah. that for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I prefer not to hear the magical noise while we're Mako, though, bro. Mako, though, bro. Okay, yeah. You, you really do be like a Mako. We get oh, it. Yeah. We get oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, on to a more grim note. Uh, oh, yeah. We have to. We got to talk about oh, it. It's, oh, my God. It's very sad. We did just have our good laugh. But, uh, yeah. For those of you that have been living under a rock, probably in some, I don't know. If you're not a nerd wilderness like. In the middle of nowhere. If you're not uh, a nerd like us. Unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman, and I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he died. Cancer. Well, it was colon cancer, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he died recently. And for those of you that maybe don't memorize actors' names, uh, one of his bigger roles that he played recently was Black Panther yeah, in that's Captain America it. Civil War, the Black Panther movie itself, yeah, uh, Avengers Endgame, and Infinity War as well. Uh, it fucking sucks, man. Uh, it it really does well. suck. Like I, I feel like they could not have cast anyone better to play Black Panther. No, like, he, he did a really great perfect. job. He's perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was a great actor. Um, he played the character with respect. Um, he loved the character. You could tell he was passionate about the character. Very like, passionate Just in it. the way he held himself as he was in the role. Um, his demeanor with it, it, it just fucking sucks. He was very young. He was in his forties. He's still, he's still, still a wild. very young person. Yeah. And his um, acting career was, I mean, it definitely in, like, in his peak, a, you know, like everything was going well for him. He's getting a yeah, lot of contracts. So many more opportunities that could have come up. Definitely. And uh, we are going to dedicate this episode to him. Yes. And yes, it's just sad. I mean, they, it, it, it came at a very big surprise for me was, because I it was out of nowhere it, it, was, it really I, was and I'm sure for everybody else it was just a huge surprise I mean was 2020 was bad enough and they just had I, to throw this at us and to be honest with you, heartbreaking. I, I thought it was one of those like one of those joke things on the internet where it's like oh this actor died this really famous actor died I'm like ah oh, it's bullshit 
And then I look at, I keep seeing more and more shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And I yeah, like as soon as I heard about it, uh, I Googled it. I was like, is this like real? Do I need to like, <laughs> I need I'm to find so a reliable upset. article. Um, I'm so fucking upset. Honestly. Depressing, man. And uh, for, for this, we're going to talk a little bit about the movie. Not much because, you know, we, we do try to focus more on the comic aspect and not yeah, really movie I'm... adaptations, but we, we can't cover that, but we did want to cover cover a comic adaptation. Yeah. Um, but we... you have seen the Black Panther movie, correct? Yeah. Um, it, we it's might... a pretty good movie. Killmonger was a great enemy. Yeah. Um, we might, at a later date, decide to do the movie. Um, I just couldn't really do it because we already had uh, Pacific Rim planned mm-hmm. out. Um, which, it fucking sucks. Because um, I... I had a buddy, uh, his favorite character is Black Panther. Um, mm-hmm. My buddy Patrick, uh, he he did not take it well at all. He was, he, I was like, hey man, uh, do you, you heard the news? And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing too good. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it it would be the same for me if like uh, John Bernthal, who played uh, the Punisher, if, if he died. I'm mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro like i love the punisher i can only imagine what diehard fans of black panther thought of and, receiving this news and i'm not black panther isn't my favorite uh character chadwick boseman isn't even my favorite actor um he's not even probably like the black panther movie wasn't even like my top five favorite marvel movies but like am i gonna like just sit back and deny the impact that the film had no um, it was very impactful. It was very hyped. Um, it really was. And uh, it was one of the first Marvel movies that really touched on like a super huge issue. Race. You know? like, yeah, it, was, it was talked heavily about racism. Which, which is a big issue right now. Especially right now. Um, uh, and it, it was i remember it being i believe though that it was a bit rushed because there's a couple scenes that seem rushed mm-hmm. um it, it's not the best marvel movie like i said um it was entertaining you know, was it and... very entertaining hell yeah i loved it mm-hmm. um was it as good as uh like the first iron man Meh. <laughs> yeah but the first iron man kind of set a bar well yeah <laughs> Um, so, uh, the comic book we chose for this, uh, we were thinking about doing maybe one that included like a funeral for T'Challa or something to kind of honor. Yeah. But we, uh, we decided to go with one that included a bit of a passing the torch sort of in a way. Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. The T'Challa is still alive in this comic. Uh, it is, it's not even a Black Panther comic. It's a Fantastic Four comic. I, I I was when I was doing looking around I I really wanted to choose one that had the Black Panther name in it mm-hmm. just about the Black Panther mm-hmm. um but this this one's pretty good um it's short it is very short but that's also because it's the start of a story arc and it wants you to get into the rest of the story to read the other issues yeah um so the comic we read was uh, Fantastic Four number six oh seven. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a crossover between 
Black Panther and the Fantastic Four. Like the Fantastic Four, well, specifically not the whole Fantastic Four, but uh, Reed Richards and Susan and their two kids. And, or was it three kids? Was it two or three that were shown? Three. I thought there was four. <laughs> There was four, because, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. There's that, there that meathead-looking one. Yeah, yeah. And they go to Wakanda because T'Challa invited them. And to give you, like, a little bit of background about, like, what had just happened, uh, Doctor Doom and Black Panther had just fought, and we're talking T'Challa's Black Black Panther. And yeah. they had just fought. Doctor uh, Doom, being the badass he is, kicked the fuck out of him. But T'Challa cursed Doctor Doom's armor, and the curse made all of the vibranium in Wakanda completely inert. And for those of you that aren't really like familiar with, like, the uses of vibranium in the Marvel universe, it's like vibranium's basically a universe like like a universal do all as far as elements go on Earth. Like it's it's rare, it's great, it's terrific at conducting like all, all sorts of just terrific things that you need in a metal basically just wrapped up into one package and Wakanda's economy is almost exclusively based on it mm -hmm. because they have the largest reserve. Yeah. So obviously all of it being rendered inert is a huge issue, which oh, is where okay. this comic kind of inserts. So T'Challa has oh. been wounded and uh, his sister Shuri took over and she's now the queen of Wakanda and I believe when this issue is taking place, she's either training to be or she has become Black Panther. And I feel like this is something that they could totally pass the torch to in the movie universe. Like, because yeah. they've already shown her with the gauntlets. So they've shown that she knows how to fight. It would not be a far-fetched to just pass the torch mm -hmm. so they could continue with the black panther storyline with shuri uh hold on one second um i heard something in the house and kind of freaked out uh <laughs> bro it's them 2 a.m noises it's fucking it's almost three o'clock in the morning i heard something bang um so i, I was kind of freaked out <laughs> And I'll lock the door. All right. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I thought someone was in the house. Jesus. Um, yeah. Something fucking fell over. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm not going to investigate. I'm not going to be that fucking white kid in a horror movie. <laughs> well, oh weird noise. So check it out. Anyway. anyway so as yeah. I was saying it did a very good mention about passing the torch to Shuri. And I feel like the the movie universe could easily do the same. Yeah. Because I don't feel like they should stop the Black Panther storyline with T'Challa. I feel like they should honor him in the movies in some yes. form or fashion. Yes, definitely. But I don't think they should stop the story. Um, which I don't know if Marvel knew. Um, because nobody, I never heard. I, I read an article that said that, like, he withheld it from, like, a yeah, lot of people, including Marvel higher-ups. So I don't know what they're going to do about that. Um, it's quite sudden. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to affect later movies. Um, also, I mean, to, it probably is going to affect their master plan. It probably will. 
either that or they're just gonna have to ignore that and recast him and not meant not, not like touch on that and like it's still child whatever I, I, I don't feel like a recast would be good i think they should just pass the torch which that would also be hard to do um being as um uh, chadwick boseman isn't there to uh yeah but there's, the there's also there's also torch. like many other ways to do it like they, they could mean, kill him off off screen and maybe have it to where like he left a note for sure or something. Or because technology's technology's fucking awesome now. Yeah. Um, we we have because like what they did with Star Wars, they had uh ah oh, fuck um they did the uh I forget what the technique is. They did it in Solo, I think it was. Um. Where they they basically use CGI to bring a character back, you know that doesn't that's not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know that they had a young Princess Leia. See? Oh, they did that in Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One, and I think isn't it Rogue One where they, they had also- a lookalike, and they also did CGI on top of the lookalike. Yeah, because um, there's also there's a the older guy, the general. Um, fuck. What's his name? He, he's big into the horror uh, scene. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> um, Peter Cushing, that's his name. Sorry. Uh, they they did like a CGI Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to do something like that and have like a look-alike and just touch it up with cgi mm-hmm. um i guess that they could definitely do that um uh, also i just want to like touch base uh because when he uh chadwick passed there was a bunch of fucking retards on social media like that were immediately like so no black panther 2 uh what about black panther 2 and i'm like uh can you like shut the fuck up and mourn this guy's death and like just like mourn the guy that just fucking died yeah like there's a time to joke around about shit but like it's you're gonna be a cunt about that shit hit him with a hard t yeah hit him with a hard t <laughs> but i don't know that, that pisses me that pisses me no it's off. it's understandable and the only reason that i say that they should pass the torch on is because i feel like it's a very it's a very pivotal story like just the black panther story itself like it's, mm-hmm. it's just something that needs to be especially in today's climate there was there was a lot a lot of uh fucking possibilities and story ideas um there was a lot more that could have been done mm-hmm. um a lot more that can still be done there's still that that can be done um even with him passing uh, can will they be able to continue the storyline with him? No. Um, it, if they tried that, I would be very frowned upon. I believe. I think it would. If they just recast him, I think it'd be very frowned upon. Yeah. Um, they might do that. Would a lot of people hate it? Yeah, but if like 
if it's the only way to continue the story and they're they they're hard set on mm-hmm. continuing that story i guess that's the only way that they can do it mm-hmm. um cuz i don't know i don't know a lot about black panther um i really i never even knew about the character until the black panther well till civil war um so i'm i'm no expert on it. i'm not going to act like i'm a fan I'm not gonna if like should I go get my encyclopedia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fucking you're Just slap you in the face Marvel, with it. <laughs> Marvel Bible. Um But I when Black Panther came out, it was also there was a lot of tension with the whole with race issues. Um and with race being such a big touchy topic now. Um, I think Black Panther films are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't want to get into the whole politics thing. Um, but I I believe we need to continue Black Panther. Um, it's a story that needs to be continued. It's a story to be that needs to be told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, on to the comic itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it is a very short comic, it was only 24 pages, and as I mentioned before, it's the start of a story arc, so yeah. it's not a very long comic at all. No, what is it? Um, it's 24 pages, right? Only 24 pages. Yeah, it's short. You could read that faster than 10 minutes. <laughs> Honestly. But, what would you have to say was the highlight of it? I, I know you were mentioning earlier that you really liked how they hyped up the gods, because you weren't aware of like all the gods that existed in the Marvel. Yeah, universe. I didn't, I didn't realize you. that Egyptian <laughs> gods existed within the Marvel universe. So it was pretty cool to see Ra, and uh, that was Anubis, and they they had Ra in it as well. That was Anubis, I I I I know that, they had <laughs> and they also had fucking uh fucking uh. uh What's his? His his full name. Give me a minute. I'll pull it up. (laughs) Um. It's um. Moon Ra. It was just it was just Ra and Anubis. Why the fuck did you say it was Anubis? Because you were talking about Anubis, or you said that like Ra had Anubis. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. The, the comic had Anubis and Ra in it. Okay, I, I thought you meant like Ra had Anubis. No. It's like you, no, bro. Anubis had Ra. You you goofy bastard. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, whore. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was kind of cool to see. Um, the... I'll just have to educate you later about all the gods that exist. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and there's so many to go through. <laughs> we have, as far as I know, we have Egyptian gods now, and then we have uh, the. Oh my god. Norse. You just told me... Yeah, yeah, that the Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and which I, I mean everybody else. knows because of the MCU yeah, like is Thor and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see all the gods that exist within the MCU. Like I said, bro, we're gonna have a come to Jesus. I'm gonna sit down with my encyclopedia. I'm gonna okay. video call you, and we're just gonna go through pages. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna start going through it and uh, bookmarking all the pages that have gods, <laughs> and we're gonna go through them all. <laughs> all right. Um, I'd like to review another Black Panther comic at some point. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, even if we can do it next, bro, episode, we have an unknown I, amount of episodes that we're gonna I, hit. <laughs> I would definitely like to dedicate an entire episode to nothing but uh black panther and chadwick boseman um i think it'd be nice um, i would love even, to as well even though but we do have to have the kaiju element i guess we could um, which is why i'm just saying we should dedicate this episode okay um we'll so, have I mean, to talk it is comics topic, and kaijus we gotta have we'll, the kaiju fill we'll have to talk to the host the most about that the host one. with the motherfucking most Fuck Sorry. yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta give you a little shit. So I, I'd have to say my highlight is I, I really liked uh, Reed Richards' Fantastic Four suit. Like the white, yeah, all white. Space I, I, I mean, that took me aside. Yeah, because, I mean, you're talking to a guy that loved the first two Fantastic Four movies and, mm, you know, the movie. classic blue jumpsuit. Yeah. To this nice white spacesuit, almost looking like futuristic spacesuit. Very suit. futuristic looking. Yes. So, uh, even though it's only twenty four pages, hard to give like a full rating for the comic book, yeah. especially as it's the start to a story arc. So, I'd say instead of that, I'd say let's just give the Black Panther movie a solid rating. Yeah, let's review the Black Panther movie, uh, briefly. Briefly. So, um, out of 10, you know, taking across acting, CGI, all-around cinematography, what, what did you think of the movie? Uh, people are going to hate me for this. Right, row. Because I, I'm going to be real, I didn't really like it when it came out. Because um, a big thing for me was the CGI. Uh, I thought the CGI was cheap and rushed. I mean, um, I thought the CGI looked all right. Like, I, I really liked when he was like in that spirit realm. I, I that that's a spirit realm, that or when, whenever he ate the flower and he was like talking to his dad. Yeah, no, that those scenes were great. Um, yeah. there were scenes like a, one of the big scenes that it was really bad looking was the towards the end where you see the rhinos come in. Mm, yeah, and they just look they just look so bad. I don't know why. Like, cause mm-hmm. I I know I'm talking bad in terms of now. Um, if you're talking like 2000, like that looked fucking awesome. But if I know that they can do better for that, um, I understand. I, it probably didn't help because it was very hyped and they were rushing to get it out. Yeah. Um, which probably is why some of the CGI looks pretty. I'd give it a seven as a movie itself, but that's also because like I felt like the final fight between him and Killmonger was very underwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. I actually yeah, appreciated the fight me. between the two of them, like on that cliffside, a lot more than I actually liked the. Yeah, fight. I like that. Uh, I like that. Oh shit! I like that more than um. Than the the final fight scene. And the reason for me is, 
I feel like Black Panther's character is just a little overpowered with the vibranium suit. Like, it's just, boom, I don't take damage, basically. Like, yeah, yeah he takes impact, which is yeah. a lot. But at the same time, like, in the final fight, because of they're just both wearing these vibranium suits, they're attacking each other, but you never really feel like, oh, my God, he's really getting messed up. Because yeah. he's in the vibranium suit and they're just punching through stuff. You don't, and... you don't feel like that there's anything at risk. Exactly, because they're just in this indestructible suit, basically. Um, and at, at the same time, you know, he did outwit him at the end, and that was how he won. Yeah, but the, the designs of the suits are badass. I, I like the design. I liked the they're like how cool. his glowed purple and uh, Killmonger's glowed like that yellowish goldish. Yeah, yeah I, I really cool. liked that. Like whenever they got that kinetic energy building up. Mm -hmm. I did really enjoy that, but whenever whenever I think about like the final fight in a movie, I think like the main character gets really messed up, maybe even borderline dead, but yeah. manages to rise above and beat the enemy. You know, kind of yeah. like kind of like Iron Man one at the end. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. But, like no. Tony was messed up. Like his suit was broken. He was at the top of that building and he was just messed up. Everything was just he was bloody. You know, he could have yeah. died. Like, I just really like that. Like, I like that he got messed up. But in the Black Panther movie, I felt like they were both in indestructible suits just clawing at each other. And Yeah, no, definitely. And that that's the reason I kind of give it like a like a seven instead of like an eight or a nine. It's just just because of that. Like I, I just feel like too much of a tank. And it's the same reason I don't like Superman. I don't like a character that's just Indestructible. Yeah, because yeah, you don't feel like mm -hmm. there's no emotional, um, real emotional attachment to it because you're like, well, I mean, he's indestructible. Exactly. Like, why should I give a shit? Like, if Batman gets a 50 cal armor piercing sniper pointed at him, you're like, hold up. Oh, God. Hold here up. <laughs> hey, you might want to be careful, Batsy. But when um, Superman does, you're like, oh, this is just Tuesday. It's just Tuesday. He doesn't even have to. Like, yeah, he can process like so much faster and stuff. Even he could dodge it if he wanted bullet, to, can... but this motherfucker could just take it. Like, <laughs> if we're a kryptonite bullet, he can fucking sense it. Yeah, and there's just like so that. much stuff like that, and it's, I, I just don't like very overpowered characters. And um, if also, if instead of like being a full suit of armor, if it was something like smaller, similar to like a shield, like Captain America's vibranium shield, he was still very vulnerable, even though he had that shield. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I I also believe uh, they could have done Wakanda a little better. Um, yeah, they didn't really show a lot of Wakanda. Like, it was no, a lot of they, 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 they of do Wakanda. like they do flyovers. Mm -hmm. Um, and even in those, it seems like it's yeah, it's Although like a real city. quick, I did love the hologram like force field. That was really cool. That's, that's pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, um, that that was some phenomenal CGI mm -hmm. there. Like they did, they do the flyovers, and it's it's cool when you're thinking it's a city in the middle of like the like Africa. Yeah. Um, that but like in terms of like, but it's a super city, and it's like super high tech and futuristic. Mm -hmm. You'd expect it to be a bit more uh, flashy, flashy, grandiose. Mm -hmm. Um, well, this was also their first actual portrayal of Wakanda. Yeah, but like. But then Hell, again, it also hasn't gotten much light since. <laughs> in this comic that we just reviewed, they show Wakanda, 
and they show each it's a lot more flashy and it's a lot more oh yeah they they show like they show even just the normal citizens just kind of roaming around too yeah and with the the movie i didn't really feel blown away yeah i didn't feel blown away by the design of the city Mm -hmm. um which kind of sucks because wakanda's supposed to be like super fucking badass and high tech and i just didn't really feel that i mean yeah they showed like a few flying spaceships and whatnot they showed the flying spaceships but in the marvel universe like flying spaceships ain't nothing special like yeah like they they should have shown a lot more like they kind of showed with the beads being able to like heal and whatnot but yeah still they should have shown a little more and just having the holographic screens i mean iron man had that back in the first one like no yeah (laughs) i mean like what is what i don't know what film this is in the Marvel universe, but like we've seen flying spaceships at least like five, six, seven times. <laughs> Honestly, we've like, seen holograms. We've seen seen holograms since the first Iron Man. You've seen flying spaceships since I think the we've first seen Thor. Like that. Um, and this, you know, is like my buddy Patrick, who was telling me about Black Panther and shit. Mm-hmm. Um. And how like the city's like super high tech and everything, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this will this will be cool to see. Yeah. And I, when I was watching, it, I'm like, it's just it's an average looking city. Yeah, it's an average um, looking city with a few flying it's, cars. It's slightly, it's slightly <laughs> more high tech than like a modern city, but like only by like maybe a decade or two. Yeah, maybe like a couple decades. That's yeah. it. Um, which kind of sucked. Um, but. The movie overall was very good. It was a very good movie. It was a very good movie. Um, and uh, before I, I we get out of here, I do want to say, rest in peace, King. You, you did yeah. great. Like Chadwick Boseman. I mean, he was. I think he was the perfect choice for that role. He really was, and it's really sad to see somebody with such potential, such acting potential, just yeah, in general. It, it sucks to see a light like that go out. Yeah, he had a he had a lot of potential. Um, and this episode is gonna end on a somber note. Yeah, uh, it sucks. Sucks. No matter how much light we want to make out of this, I mean, it's just a situation it, it, that sucks. It, yeah, it's better to face it head on than mm. just kind of like shove it under the rug. Definitely. So. Yeah, rest in peace, man. On that note, this is your host, Quarter J, signing out. Good night, everybody.